0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to disconnect to connect podcast. This is Lore, I am your host, and I am incredibly excited and honored that you are here. And I'm also in awe that I'm here too. It's been two years since I launched and created this company. I actually celebrated yesterday on the 20th, the two year anniversary of my company. Um, I decided to do a celebration hosted at home here in New York City with some of her friends, and I also decided to celebrate here with you. So I pushed back the dates a little bit so that it would be on a Wednesday, and we can continue with our weekly or restart our weekly podcast episodes every Wednesday, and it would be just a day after the two-year anniversary of my company. So i um, ready to celebrate with you. I'm going to be talking a little bit about my journey And also about the celebration and things that I've been learning in this past two years and in this past month, maybe. So one of the things that have been the most interesting is that for as long as I can remember, at some point in my age, uh, at some point in my life, at a certain age that I can't exactly pinpoint. But I know that when I was a baby, I would love being the center of attention and holding the spotlight. And I'm the youngest in a family, um, in a big family. I'm the fourth kid, and to me, it was easy to dance, scream, just like perform out of nowhere. I was a ballerina my whole life, and then at some point, I started to feel uncomfortable celebrating and holding the spotlight when it came to be just about me. Um, It was easy if it was a presentation or an oral exam or something like that, because that I love. But when it came about celebrating a birthday, for example, I would completely avoid this. I would want to do nothing. In fact, I remember my phone once broke and I was kind of relieved that it broke on the day of my birthday or a few days before my birthday. And my mom being super nice, she managed to have it fixed on time and I was not exactly happy about it. I didn't tell her, but I obviously said things, but I remember feeling uncomfortable about it or I would just try to fly on the day of my birthday. And I guess today, now when I do that, it's very different. It's completely, um there's a completely different perspective towards it. But um before it would be this thing of avoiding being on my phone and ha- being celebrated and recognized. And in general, we, whenever it was a celebration about me, the interesting thing is that I do love planning birthdays and celebrations for other people. Um, and I, love surprises as well. So there was definitely something off. It's like as if I was hiding a part of myself or not allowing for that to reflourish or just come back to life. I eventually, when I started this whole journey, I realized that there was definitely a part of me that was hiding and was not allowing myself to recognize the power of being and receiving. So that was something that i had to work on a lot and this is incredibly important because it is intrinsically connected to our health to orgasms to money it is connected to how much we can hold and how much we feel capable of doing and how much we feel when when do we feel deserving and when we talk about businesses specifically because i'm here to talk about my journey and you guys have been asking about it when it comes to businesses, if you cannot hold a compliment and you cannot hold space for you to celebrate yourself, it is gonna be really hard for you to hold a good moment of health, to hold a, an amazing breakthrough in your company, to hold a certain amount of money, to then be to then be able to hold and make and receive and invest more. And in the end, it all comes down to how much we feel comfortable receiving and how much we feel capable of holding as well. So in the last in the last two years, but mainly in the last year, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I've been also focusing on nourishing better my friendships and my the relationships around me. I still have a long way to go, but this is also very exciting. It doesn't mean that I haven't done my job well or that it is just incomplete. It means that there is more to do and that I can hold give and receive a lot of more love, a lot of more support, create a bigger and better community and just completely um, work for my friendships. It's been wonderful to create this whole new facet and this whole new era in which I hold space and create space for my friendships. Because when I first started this and, you know, as an entrepreneur, we hold all the jobs at the beginning. We're a little bit of an accountant and all of a sudden we're doing a lot of numbers and we're also marketing experts and, or we think we are, right? And we are writing content and creating content and creating a community, building trust, learning, and it just becomes a lot. And there's so much that's been done from our phones. Then, then I remember trying to set the right limits and set the right boundaries. But when I was doing this, I was also pushing away from very, very important relationships in my life. Nevertheless, when I was planning this whole thing, the celebration, I was planning basically something alone. I had a a very specific cake in mind, and it was basically all about the cake. It was obviously mainly about my accomplishment and all of what this journey has meant and how much I've learned. But I had this very specific cake in mind. um, It is decorated with fresh flowers and done from someone that is French, and she lives in New York City, so... I don't know. All of it just sort of connected. But in my head, I was envisioning this um, Tuesday morning because it wasn't a Tuesday and it would be a Tuesday morning um, with a cake, a candle, myself, a matcha, my husband, just having a really special breakfast and then just probably taking some pictures. Right. And then just kind of getting back to work. And I didn't really think of this at the time, but Mondays and Tuesdays are my heaviest days. So it would have been interesting because I would have literally just worked all day um, and I'm pretty ac- I'm pretty tired usually by Tuesday evening um I allocate the time for my personalized sessions so my one-on-one sessions um, on Mondays and Tuesdays and I only also hold meetings on Mondays and Tuesdays so my brain is basically wired for that um, on Mondays and Tuesdays at the beginning of the week so it's holding the space for my clients and my students um, and the people that I'm working with, whether it is a collaboration or an invitation to speak somewhere, um, and even the meetings with my team. So at the beginning, just as before, and this pattern that I used to have, it was, I just had this vision of something alone. Um, and my husband also, he is pretty busy on Tuesday. So it would have been just something small and simple. When in the end, this is something huge. And is I just, when I look back, all of, what I've been doing and what I've learned and the people that have been a part of this journey is something a lot bigger and that deserved a lot of more, I guess, recognition. recognition. And that would come first from myself. So I decided to do this with more people. I decided to actually host something. And in the end, it ended up being also kind of a housewarming party because while we've had a bunch of guests because we love hosting people, we had never invited a lot of people at the same time and even though we love home decor and we are I'm a minimalists and everything has just a very specific sense in the house we there are things that we still want to do obviously but it is it is very much at a place of every time that we look at it where we love this place it's like our sanctuary and we both work from home so it's very important for us to have the right environment for the two of us so anyway i decided to do the celebration and one of my biggest learnings, and it's not the first time that I've learned this, Um, the first time I think that I came upon this was probably last year, talking through my therapist and is how there's a much bigger power when you are sharing emotions, specifically happiness. is It is multiplied, truly. And the last time that I can remember this, but like, it felt like it was just like this festival of love and happiness and joy was the celebration of our wedding in Antigua Guatemala and that was when I look back that's all I can feel and remember all of this truly I think of it as a festival of love and it was so special so wonderful and so unique to share our love and our commitment to one another with people that we love and that we care for and vice versa so i thought why not the same in the end this company to me is like my baby and the, in along the way there has been amazing people that have been definitely a part of this so why not celebrate that too why not celebrate the efforts and the work of my team as well and how much we've grown how much also my students have grown you know because i've seen them accomplish amazing things we had this week two students just graduated um, so that means we open up the last the final spots of the year for a personalized sessions so one-on-one coaching and they have their own paying clients now they built their own entrepreneurships they have their scalable and profitable own very very own and unique virtual wellness coaching businesses. And that makes me so happy and so proud. So it also all came at a perfect moment because actually on Tuesday, which was the anniversary, I had um, this client graduate, one of them, and she's had such a wonderful journey. And her name is the same name as someone that just started on Tuesday as well. So it was very symbolic to me to see this student graduate with a steady, virtual wellness coaching business and then this new person starting because she knows that she can accomplish amazing things and to me is awesome because I am confident and I know that in the next few months I'm gonna see her already selling and helping other people so knowing that I was not only celebrating me like <laughs> myself and my team but also my students made this even more special now celebrating this with the people that came was definitely possible because when I look back I know that we focus on truly nourishing our relationships and in this time I'm speaking in plural because it is something that me and my husband do as a couple and as a team but in general I know that it's been it it was a bit uncomfortable to me to do this and figure out how I would nourish existing friendships that are not in New York City they're not even in the states there are others just like across the states and then across, you know, everywhere in the world. So it's been a challenge, but seeing them here celebrate this with me was also um, a moment that I could see, I guess, again, in the physical world, how we've been nourishing amazing friendships and amazing relationships, and we are truly happy for one another. And I remember taking a step back a few times in the night and just observing and realizing how wonderful it is to just being happy for one another and uplifting one another. And I've managed to build a community that's like that with very little hate, if not zero hate. And having that in my real life as well is is beyond wonderful. I know that when I started this community and when I started this online world for you, open up yourself in social media. I remember thinking, I want my personal life to be even better than when I'm showing on social media to be even more special. And I I know that I've always focused on that and it has been like that. And this moment specifically, this celebration of the anniversary of my company was definitely one of those moments. And I also realized another learning that I had um, through this celebration was how I am a lot more connected to my creative energy and how I balance these two energies. If you're not familiar with the two types of energies um, around the world, I guess people call them masculine energy and feminine energy. I find that these two names are not too inclusive. So I call them strategic energy for masculine energy and creative energy for feminine energy, given that those are, that's how you can sort of encapsulate what these two energies represent. So given that um, most of my life, I think I was more connected to, my strategic energy. And it's been a ride and a very fun ride to connect with my creative energy and understanding the depth of this. Because in a sense, I would just think, oh, for sure I'm connected You know, with my creative energy. In general, I am creative. I, creative. I love receiving. I care about this and this and this. And then truly healing, it helped in so many ways, including um, not only my interpersonal relationships, but my interpersonal relationships, it definitely helped in my health. It definitely helped in my sexual health. It definitely helped in my relationship with money and how I manage my company. And that was a huge change because one of the biggest mistakes that I did and that I see and that I work with, with my clients is that most often than not, people think that the best way to manage a business is by being incredibly connected to your strategic energy. And most often people don't realize that that's what they're aiming for. They're just thinking optimization, time efficiency, doing, productivity, no stop, hustling, no pain, no gain. And in the end is not really just about that. Um, and what I find that is so different and so special about my methodology and the type of schooling that I've created for my clients and my students and patients is that I don't focus on you just got to hustle or I don't focus also on the other side that it's all magic and that you just got to let things flow. There definitely has to be some planning. And the very special part of my methodology is that we have to work in the middle is where the action meets the inspiration, where our actions and our integrity meet um, our dreams and our hopes and all of this magic that we're dreaming of. but it's not going to happen just one way or the other. So I realized that I've been truly more connected with my creative energy. And (laughs) the theme, because I decided to put a theme to the celebration, was champagne and flowers. And I don't think before I would have focused on this at all. I probably would have not even bought flowers. Maybe internally I would have wanted them or would have, I guess, hoped for someone to give them to me, but not in this way of this is the theme and I am going to go to the flower market. And it was actually my first time in New York City's flower market, the one on Chelsea. Um, And that was so fun. And it was also the very first time that I felt 200% comfortable out there with my tripod recording and posing and creating content that is for you guys to inspire you guys. So that was also another milestone. Um, Very, very, very special. And I realized how there was no point in how exhausting it was to try to hide a part of myself because I was hiding that part of myself out of fear and ego. And I know that before I would have said maybe there's, it would be too much pink, but in reality, all the flowers that I bought were pink and white and it all looked beautiful. And I absolutely loved it. And there was no shame for once and being like, wow, I love this pink. I remember once, Someone telling me that they associated me with pink and me feeling like this person is insane. Yes, a lot of my closet is before it used to be mainly black and there now there are a lot of neutrals and then some pop of colors, which I love. Um, so I, I also kept trying to identify with this like black closet and just shake but only in that way and it's like feminine in a different way and now it's like there's no need to hide this and there's nothing wrong if i want it all to be basically pink um because it was just a representation of the moment and of this stage of my life and how i felt and that was awesome to know that this was all also a result of how balanced my two energies are. And this is very cool because as humans, and you know, I'm a psychobiologist and a nerd, um, we're always looking for homeostasis. Our bodies are constantly looking to find equilibrium and to create equilibrium. And accepting that we do have these two energies and learning to love them both and to integrate them both is almost like having, I don't know, I would say a superpower but also i guess you can imagine it like being 10 steps forward and it was through this echelon room that i was also able to just plan this out and host um it was honestly extremely special so much love all around and we had friends from france and from new york city and philly and ireland and just all of it was Truly, truly, truly special, wonderful. I felt as if my team was with me because we are not in the same cities. We all work from home and online and we travel while we work. We truly live what is for me and for them the dream. You know, we we can travel as much as we want and continue working and continue feeling productive and creative and efficient. And as we're giving and fulfilling a purpose. And I also really felt connected to my family and especially in this case, to my parents, um, Wow, well, I'm getting emotional, to my parents, um, and one of my sisters as well. My mom um, and one of my sisters are very detail-oriented, and they've always loved flowers and decoration, and it's been in the recent years that I found this part of me too, and I joke that it just developed later, <laughs> but I guess I just let myself find it and open to it um, a little bit later in life, and just... Seeing a little bit of them here, and seeing a little bit of, I guess my siblings in general, and my brother as well, and and my dad, um, and the support of my husband, of course, it was just a lot, a lot of love and connection, and. Another of, this, of the learnings was that is that connection will always be there if you allow it to and if you keep cultivating it. And when I talk about connection is connection with yourself, connection with your health, connection with your job, connection with the people around you, connection with the planet and connection with your dreams and your goals. So the power of connection is. Um, was one of the things that brought me to this world in reality, because I felt so, so, so disconnected from myself. And now feeling like I have connection at another level has been um, just truly really special. That I guess that's all I can say. Um, but now, um, because I want to celebrate with you guys, I want to tell you, and I sent this on the newsletter last week, um, because everything goes every Wednesday. So we sent out the newsletters. Um, free newsletters with free amazing content for you guys every Wednesday. It, we have we include a bunch of really, really cool and useful tools and some mini workbooks and trainings and insights. And then sometimes I'll share very personable stuff. And you guys are also the first ones to find about things in the newsletter and then in the podcast. So Wednesdays, we send out the newsletters. We also are now restarting the podcast, which I'm pretty excited about. And the blog, the blog we post every Wednesday. And I just want to stop and thank you guys for all the love that the podcast has been receiving it is, wow, just I am in awe. My team is in awe. It was launched with a lot of strategy behind thinking a lot about you guys for months, looking at your constant questions and your constant concerns and your comments and literally going through my content and finding your questions and your comments and paying a lot of more attention to that, to deliver things that are a lot more worthy for you guys and that you can apply. And on top of that, um, someone from my team and me were learning about SEO to actually help more people and reach more people. And it's been, it's been a ride. And it's been a lot of learning for this year because it's been, you know, um, I'm about to graduate from my master's. So that has been part of it. Um, I've been meeting new goals. I re-switched to English, which I'm so excited and so happy about. And again, thank you also for that. um all the love that it's just in all of the posts and the changing and the transition because I decided to include you guys in the transition because that was very important to me. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a lot. we I was also planning the wedding and which was a destination wedding. so it's been it's been a year, but it's been so special there's been so much growth all over and so much love and so much connection so along throughout this whole time probably in the last like 6 months we've been paying extra attention very attention very just cautiously attentive and also with intention to you guys and um i recently did 10 research calls with People just with with you guys. Um, We announced it on the newsletter and on my Instagram that I was going to host 10 research calls to get to know you guys and ask you some questions. For I guess I'm just going to say it and announce it now, but we are going to be launching a new program called the Virtual Coach Academy. So VCA. And I'm, I can't wait. Really, I I truly can't wait because I know that this is the next step for you guys. And I've been seeing my students and clients already reaching this. So it's been time, you know, to prove this methodology and create it. And anyway, we opened up a forum. We had tons of people sign up and then we did a um, like a simple screening. And then we invited 10 people to talk to me and I got to know you guys. If you were one of them, thank you for being a part of it. It was so much fun getting to know you guys and talking about more personable things and getting to know you and the ideas that you have. So Anyway, um, I asked eight questions approximately on each call, but obviously we ended up talking and they were supposed to be 15 minute calls. And then I decided to allow them to be 30 minutes so I could truly get to know um, all these wonderful women and men. And in the end, they had the opportunity to ask me a question as well related to habits and business coaching. So it was awesome. I know that there was a lot of help from both sides, like symbiosis. So that was really, really fun. And the question that kept coming up was how did you do it? How did I make it to where I am today? What was the journey? What steps did I take? And I will tell you that a lot of this is already in the blog and I'm linking the blog in the description of this episode. Um, But yeah, this question kept coming up on the calls, also on DMs, on comments, um, on emails that we receive as responses from the newsletters, which we love and i just decided to go ahead and tell you guys a story i think it falls at a very just like perfect timing honestly on the 2 year anniversary to tell you about my journey and in a sense i'm glad that i didn't do this on the first year anniversary i guess on the first year i i would i would have probably listened to that podcast and i would have realized all of the things that i uh, yet to learn. And I know that this, you know, the, the, which is the wonderful part, there's so much more that I can still learn. But I know that from the first year to this second year, there's a, there has been so much crucial change. Um, and I'm excited to share that with you. So let's start with the story. And it truly all goes back to probably before I even went to college. Um, all my life, I've loved like truly 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 loved volunteering since I was maybe eight I said that um at a certain age I wanted to receive this gift because in Ecuador I I come from Ecuador in case you didn't know and there's this it's part of our culture that when you turn 15 years old is a very important I guess number and age and you receive this very special gift and I remember I didn't want the gifts that you usually see you know like a watch or jewelry, I wanted to go to volunteer in Africa. And I remember doing thorough research and wanting to go to Tanzania. And well, for my parents, it was scary. You know, I was very young, looking back, I understand why. Um, and I guess things happen for a reason, but I truly wanted to go. So that was my dream, still is, and I just I held on to this, this idea of I want to go help and I want to go there. But since I love volunteering so much, I would always volunteer in general. During the summer, I was volunteering. Um, In school, we have volunteering programs anyway. And my parents would always tell me how amazing that was, but also that helping sometimes comes by doing so with the people that are closest to you. Because sometimes we just don't realize that or don't see or choose conveniently or subconsciously not to see. And then we feel so great about ourselves by helping people that we don't know and in the end both are as important so that was a wonderful learning that i got from my parents and um i actually wanted to be in the fashion industry i was learning italian i had talked to this amazing university and there was this program that i wanted to do that was photography specifically for high couture fashion and at some point that changed i just remember realizing There was a completely different feeling whenever I was around, um, coming back home from volunteering, or around these topics and how much they mean to me and how much they meant as well to me. And I decided to be maybe on the healthcare world. I at the beginning, the first thing I thought about was nursing, also maybe social working, and I wasn't exactly sure. Um, It was sort of a shock for my family and my parents. And anyway, I ended up switching everything I did not go to Europe for college I went to the US and the cost was completely different so I knew that I had to do something about it and I studied really hard and I started working at a jewelry store as well on the side um because I love working also um and I wanted my independence since as long as I can remember and I was able to get a half Um, academic scholarship. So that was my ticket. That was my game changer. So I came to the US for college and I did pre-med. I specifically graduated from clinical biology. And after college, I worked for six months in a physical therapy clinic. While I was in the university, I was also working at a hospital and at the gym. And then eventually um, me and my boyfriend sold everything. And we decided to go volunteering for six months, which that had been my long life dream. And I remember saying, I'm going to start in Ecuador. I'm going to start at home. So we started in Ecuador, then we went to Peru and then to Colombia. And that was a whole journey, which we can talk about at another time. If you want to hear about it, obviously, please send me a DM or an email and I'll be happy to make that happen. Um, But I remember that up until then, I was not... Too familiar with the feeling of anxiety in fact you know it, it was a long time ago um before i went to college and it was sort of this new world in ecuador i remember like getting to understand what was depression what was anxiety and then my first semester of college i was in you know taking advanced psychology classes and learning all of the chemical imbalances and how this was true because at some point it was almost seen as a myth and there used to be a taboo, and sadly, there still is some. Um, but really learning about depression and anxiety. And, you know, then I started understanding it more. It is a lot more common here or more commonly talked about. And before coming back, when I was soon to return to Ecuador, I remember feeling very anxious. And that was I was not familiar to this feeling myself and realized that th- there was something off, I was not ready to come back to the world that I was used to. Um, and this world where it's almost like a bubble and there's just, it's not what I was wanting to come. You, you know, I I was actually literally waking up and you would be with a family that it was one of the people that you were helping with. So you were truly immersed in the culture. And that was, I think one of the best things about, the program that I chose. And then your whole day was dedicated to helping people. And then of course you would connect with the other volunteers and you would travel, you know, like there's all this whole other side to it, but your life was helping and creating better programs and better ways to help. So coming back to world, which was completely different and a lot more superficial, just was sort of a shock. And I remember there's something off, so I need to work on this because I can't stay here forever. So let's figure out what I want to do. So I went back to Ecuador and then I started talking to a friend and we began talking about building our own company and we co-founded a fitness company. Uh, This took a few months and then I moved to New York City and I knew because we had not launched the company yet. And obviously at the beginning, we were not going to take any of the profits for ourselves, but rather to reinvest on the company and learn to manage it. It was the first time that she was going to manage a business, and it was the first time that I was going to manage a business. So we were we had a lot to learn on the way. Um, so we were co-founding this. And at the same time, I was managing around five social media accounts for completely different things. It could be restaurants and people and brands, et cetera. And I was also babysitting. And a lot of the times, it would fall on the weekends. But this was what allowed me to have the dream that I wanted. I knew that that was part of the process and part of the steps. And I have no shame in admitting or not even admitting, just talking about this because that was part of my process and it is part of my story. So um, this was it at the beginning. And then we finally launched the company and it was really cool, Um, but it was not moving that well. And then when the pandemic hit, it moved amazingly well. And it was like this just huge, huge change. Um, especially because everyone wanted to work out from home, so we even restructured a lot of things and a lot of our products and our services within the company to have a better impact. And that's when things started clicking more for myself. Two things: one, I was fulfilling what I wanted. I was helping people. In this case, I was helping people have a better health and have a have access and realize to just a better lifestyle and realizing that wellness can be fun and being in this fitness world can actually be fun and there can be a community and you can lift yourself up and the other part was also realizing that the business model that we had chosen was not scalable and that was hard for me to come to terms with but also i realized how important it was to accept to accept this and figure out how do i want to do this how how do i want to go about this do we change this do we not do we, what do we do? Because one of the things that I learned along the way was, and throughout this time was failures are not failures. Failures are amazing things. They just come, they could also be a blessing. You know, you learn so much from it. At the time, it's hard to see them like that, but there's just so much that you can learn from them. To me, I think of them as like these pointing arrows of telling me this is not the right way. This is the right, this is the right way, or let's figure it out and just like, we tend to think of a failure as if a door is closing, but I rather think of it as if it is opening the right door or the right doors for me. So eventually I ended up selling my part of the company and I I sold my first company when I was 25. And that was also very interesting and really cool to learn. I, I know that I was young to do this and it's awesome that I was able to get that experience. Um, throughout this whole time, I kept thinking also, that I wanted to, I guess, complete my career in a sense. And I was about to start a career on health-supportive culinary arts. Awesome career, did not get to do it. The pandemic hit, so it didn't happen. And I don't know, it's, it's a career that I love and I know that I'll do one day, but as a hobby, it's not something that I will focus on as my career. And this is one of the first steps that led me to realize Wow, we have one purpose, but we have multiple passions. And this is amazing. This make us human. Now, how do I get to use my passions? And realizing the passions are the vehicles. They are the ways of fulfilling your purpose. But it's not that you can't do one or you can't do the other one. So um, when this happened, I remember feeling very frustrated, but also very relieved that I was not going to start school yet because obviously the program was going to be delayed. Um... And then it was this period of being completely honest with myself, which was not easy. But I decided to begin a true, very, very big moment of I am going to grow as a person. So I started listening to some podcasts and then I started reading more. I got back into reading. I used to be a bookworm. I am again now, but I had stopped reading Um I can read like three books a month and I love learning and just listening to all this podcast and taking time off. And I remember that I would take a whole day to just learn. And then there was a period in which I would dedicate 120 minutes daily to learn quite literally two hours a day in which I would just learn. And I was not enrolled in any program or anything like that. It was just, I want to learn more. I want to learn about self-help, self-development. Business, mindfulness, um, peace, habits, neurology, everything. You know, so I started going, getting into this world, and then I found out about this program, in which an online program, in which you could learn how to sell your own your own online course. And I thought, I, I think this is it. I really think this is it. So I took a loan not knowing what I would do about, it, like, what was I going to do? I just knew I just, it just felt right. And it's one of those things. And that's when I know that you're connected to your intuition. It was one of those things that I knew I couldn't quite explain, but I just knew. And that to me was enough. And I had people that trusted me. I took the loan, started the course. And this, this was a huge, a huge part of it because for as long as I can remember, I would say I cannot do. I just can't do anything that's online. I can't study online. I can't do anything that's online. That's I just can't. Like, I, I'm excited and I want it and I want to do it, but I, I just can't. And that would be my vocabulary. It, it's it's hard to, to, to know that I was talking like that to myself and about myself. But I would say these things and I truly believed it. And then just something hit, something switched, and I took a leap of faith. For myself and on myself, and I started this course, and man, was I good at it! I was not procrastinating, which used to be like my motto, my nature. I was not procrastinating. I was so intrigued and interested that, in fact, as I was doing the course, I started taking an online certification, and that was my first certification. And in the span of three months, I had taken already. I took five certifications because. The program that I took, I wanted to do, I I wanted to do a life coach certification and a mindfulness certification. And you could do specifically um, five to have what they call a master in life coaching. And I decided to do that. I said, why not? So I was doing all of this online and my whole plan was, I'm going to build this company, I'm going to be a life coach, specifically a mindfulness life coach. And since we're celebrating, I remember when I received my um, certification, I also received an email saying that I was the first registered Latina mindfulness life coach. And that is huge. And I still hold on to that moment because I would have never known. I would have never guessed. So I remember my plan was in six months, I'm going to be able to recuperate what I... Um, asked for, you know, this loan and I'm going to pay it back and start paying it back in six months. And in the spam of three months, I was already doing three times what I had asked for, like three times my loan consistently. So I was able to pay back earlier my loan and I was able to start reinvesting on my business and growing this business. So I started with one-on-one sessions and this is key. We're going to talk about this in a little bit, but I started with one-on-one sessions and that was wonderful because I do find that when you don't start with one-on-one sessions, it is, it can get hard. You That's the best way to get to know yourself as a coach, to get to know your clients, to get to know what you think works, what you think doesn't work, find um, different types of clients and understanding how to help. different type of clients because that's been a bit that's being a good coach that is truly paying attention to what these people need and not only just having these general tools because not the same meditations work for everyone you know not the same methodologies work for everyone not the same tools work for everyone and you have to be careful with that because there are things that will trigger more instead of helping more having learned this i decided to launch my first course And this was so exciting. It was called The Mind Factory. I actually still have The Mind Factory. We won't open it until probably mid-2023, but we will be opening VCA soon, the Virtual Coach Academy. And another little surprise that you will find out about soon. But I sold out The Mind Factory, and that was awesome. At this time, also, I had started my podcast because I remember thinking, that it was important to diversify my content and my platforms. And I think also one of the biggest things that made a difference was, there are two that I wanna, I guess, showcase today. One is that I really thought of this as, this will be a business. This will not just be a side hustle. I will treat this as a business and responsibly. And I decided, I kept asking myself, according to whom this is not possible. According, because when people would think, oh, she can't make five figures or six figures out of this. This is impossible. This is just coaching. Sadly, around the time I was around people that would almost bully coaches, you know, and make a lot of fun about, about coaches. And I, I've i trained coaches, and I think they're wonderful. And in my case specifically, I also had, you know, my biology degree, and now I'm about to have my master's in psychobiology, um, and I had these other certifications, and I had all of these experience because I had been helping my whole life. My um, coaches are wonderful. I just I, I I understand the responsibility of the do's and don'ts, and I focus so much on that with them um, in my one-on-one sessions and in the program that we're build, building. This is coming up too, but I was not around the right people, and that was a big thing to change as well. But what I remember thinking was. I am going to treat this as a business. And whenever I would have a doubt, I would ask myself, according to whom, who would say this? I am listening to the voices of these people that find that these businesses are not true or scammy or that that this doesn't help. Because in the end, these are people that are just scared of self-evolving and are scared of what would happen if they start a healing process, because it is not easy. Self healing process is wonderful, and there is so much, you know, healing in it. But uh, there's a lot of vulnerability, and you have gotta be very brave to do this. And I, I truly invite you to do it because you just grow so much, and opportunities just seem to grow and grow and grow. But it takes a lot of bravery to do it, and this is why I usually congratulate people that start this, and I congratulate you for taking the time to listening to this episode because it means that you are intrigued and want to grow as well. So my question would be, according to whom? According to this person or according to someone like, I don't know, Jeff Bezos, what would they say? What would actually be possible? And that kept me on going. So when I calculated how much I would need to ask for for my loan, I remember thinking of, I, I want a logo. But not just a logo. I want a story behind it. I want to develop a brand, a brand with an identity. So I want to hire someone that knows how to do this. I want to have a website. I wanted to have the podcast. I remember the course that I took, It was everything was like on a YouTube channel. And I remember thinking, I want this to feel like a university. I want you to have an actual platform where you... Log in, and you can track your progress, and where I can track your progress as well, and where I can give bonuses, and and there's it, it can be a lot more interactive. So I know that this is not always a possibility, and that is okay. You don't need a logo to start, you know, you don't need a website to start. But if you can, it is a huge plus. And in my case, I remember thinking this is a non-negotiable for me. I did not hire a someone to design my website for example I did not have the means to do that at the time and I remember thinking okay what can I do so I asked a tech guy that I would I would pay him hourly and he would teach me how to use WordPress and I would basically design everything on Canva using the instructions from my um everything that you know my brand designer showed me and obviously this is not great for SEO, right? Because everything would come from pictures. There was barely ever true text in it, but it's what I had and it helped and it made still help the process feel a lot more professional for my clients and allow me to grow. And that is awesome because even though today I don't manage my website like that, I know how to use it and I've learned a lot. In And in fact, the person that helps me with this, I have two people that help me with this in my team. I make sure that she is learning this as well, because this is so interesting and it is important to know all of the steps. So that was the big takeaway, treating it as a business since the beginning. And that would be it. That would be showing up for yourself and showing up for your clients and doing things well and going above and beyond and the way that you would book the things that it would be at the time, you know, by email and not by WhatsApp or by text messages and just creating that fine line of this is A business. And the other part was investing in the right mentors. This was huge. And this is truly what I think upgraded my game, if you want to call it in a way, right? Like I had a great mentor to start with. And then I invested in therapy. I kept saying, because I started this in 2020, and I remember saying, 2021, I'm gonna start therapy. 2021, I'm gonna start therapy. And then at one point I said, why am I just delaying this? If I can afford it right now, as long as I prioritize things well. So I started investing in therapy, and that was wow, I, I when I look back, I know that that played such a huge role because in the end, especially when we talk about entrepreneurships, these jobs, these companies, these entities are an extension and a representation of ourselves. So the more we grow, the more this will be able to grow and obviously you can grow more with therapy, and I have a wonderful therapist, and then eventually I invested in a coach and a mastermind, and oh my god, did my world change, and the way I handled my business, and everything just started being a lot more professional. I started to systematize a lot of the things and just grow. I remember this was a period of grow, 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 growing, 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 and this was a time also that I would be learning and putting a lot more time into learning daily um but the interesting part is that every time after i would launch a course there was something that um you can look it up online which i found out um like i don't know a year and a half ago called post-launch depression and first I thought it was kind of a joke like someone said this is a joke online but then people actually would talk about this and that is kind of how I felt it was just a lot to put myself out there and to be constantly on my phone and to understand the limits and answering these things and just trying to sell 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 and you know I it can get to a point where you're so disconnected of the true purpose of your program that you just are all you're seeing is the numbers you know how much people have signed up how much have you made how much are you missing what were your goals why have you reached them why are people not answering and then all you want to do is just crawl up underneath your bed just like you know beyond with the under underneath the blanket and just like be this tiny little ball in like a fetal position and maybe just like eat ice cream and hide out and this is how it feel in the middle of it and that was really hard on me. And you know, it's, it's your face and it's your voice and it's your colors and it's your brand and it's your methodology. So everything's a little bit more personable and it's, it's hard. And this would create a lack of consistency on everything. Truly. When I look back on everything, even though my business was doing well, there there was a lot of lack of consistency. And when I started being truly consistent, I was able to build a team and, and, and just build a community. And because I would feel like this after a program also. I would I would just stop posting or I would do less and then, you know, if there's someone that's paying a little bit more attention because they like your content or whatnot, they can also start feeling like, huh, she's only posting when she's going to sell or she just wants me to buy her product and it wasn't like that. I wanted to to be able to transform these people's lives, but I did not have the right basis. I did not and I did not have have this like very solid structure of habits and purpose and mindset shifts and looking back, this this is one of the things that I realized, wow, when I create a program like I finally did, VCA, I want this to be a part of it. And this needs to be a part of it. And when I've been meeting you guys on the calls, And talking to you guys by DMs, I realized that this is a big thing. And this is usually the thing keeping you from starting. So the thing that I built and I teach you how to build too is what I call a helping muscle. Because when you are a coach, whether it is a health coach or a fitness coach or wellness or mindfulness coach or whatever, a business coach, you are helping. You are truly there to help, to help someone transform their lives And help someone reach better goals and have a better lifestyle and if you're not connected to this helping muscle nothing makes sense and everything just kind of seems heavy because you're an entrepreneur but when you connect to this helping muscle things just kind of flow when you apply the right purpose and the right mindset shifts and use a good structure to optimize your time which of course I teach in week three of VCA and um, you can learn more about it on my blog post but This helping muscle is my drive, basically. This is how I create content consistently and content that will deliver. And when you look at it, you're like, ha, these are things that I can apply. These are things that will help me today. These are things that can actually um, help me or my business or my family or my relationship. And this was the biggest change. But I also found a huge gap in the market in general. You know, what I did was oh, I'm going to do this program to learn how to do programs and sell programs, right? But if you don't have a methodology, if you haven't developed this helping muscle, if you haven't understood your habits and the way your brain is wired, it's really hard to even have like three or five people in your course, let alone have a sold-out course and even worse, a course that will that you will think, okay, all make sense all of the time that i put into building a community and creating content and diversifying my content and recording myself and building a methodology and paying for these platforms etc it usually you will think it won't pay off that this is not enough for what you're receiving and it can create a big um, sentiment of resentment so This was the huge gap that I found is you can't really sell out a course if you don't even know who you're talking to, if you don't even know what your prospect clients or clients or students want or need, you have if you haven't even figured out what's your own true methodology and what helps for you and how you like to teach. And also, if you don't have testimonies, you need these stories, you need this experience because in most programs... Um, and trust me, I've done a lot of research because first I wanted to do it. And second, because I've been building this program for months. You will either find certifications um, to be a life coach and they will teach you, you know, be like, oh, you can have this bundle of business or you can do this. Or in the end, there is a bonus for a business. And when you look at it, usually what they teach you is, oh, you can you can sell and be a coach in our platform. So, yes, will it be easier? Kind of, I guess. But you wouldn't really make a name for yourself or a brand of, for yourself and you know a big percentage doesn't come to you and you didn't truly learn to sell. Or you find this other type of courses where they teach you immediately how to create an online course, but you don't have the stories, you don't have the testimonies, you don't have your methodology. Um, so how the heck do you sell out a course? How do you even start to fill it up? So realizing this, truly inspire me for people to not have this post-launch depression and rather fill it up. So VCA is actually an incubator. It will be the first of a second course because at the beginning, I want you to learn to build a solid base, to have an actual business that's scalable and solid and profitable so that eventually it can run on its own and then you can fill out courses and then you can have products that are evergreen. And that is the idea, that is the goal. But to reach that, just like I had to babysit and manage different brands and also work with another company at the time, you know, doing these three things at the time, this is this is one of the steps. And obviously also, you know, you learn how to transition well, because it is very important to know that what you're seeing online to just give up and, you know, just it's like basically just turning your resignation letter yesterday because That's the way to do it. But the healthiest way to do it for most people is to actually have a transition plan. And we teach you that, obviously, and I will help you do that. But if you want to learn right now, you can immediately just go to our blog because there is so much content in there for you to do that. But if um, you want me to summarize the steps that I took in my journey, I would say first one was finding my purpose. Second one was hiring the right mentors, and I was able to hire the right mentors once I found my purpose. The third one was getting certified. The fourth one would be gaining trust um, from a community, from your clients, and also from yourself. The fifth one is drafting an action plan. The sixth one is having a business strategy. And the seventh is restructuring your approach to work. Um, I want to invite you to go and leave some love and some companionship and keep building this community. So I shared a reel with sharing the celebration of the two-year anniversary. And then there you will see the cake and the champagne um, and the candles and everything. So if you have listened to this podcast, please comment with a flower. I will leave it there as well in the caption. But I am excited to see your comment and your support. I want to focus on the second step, which was hiring the right mentors and knowing that I invested on the right course, which was the very, very, very first step. um, And then starting therapy, then joining a mastermind, understanding and setting limits and boundaries, building and nourishing friendships, having a true support system and you being an actual support system to other people as well, because it starts from you and taking this as seriously as you should, um, taking time to learn, you know, at least 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, it will put you ahead of the curve. Listen to podcasts, choose your books, choose your mentors. This is key. Trust me, this will set the pace for your transformation. And this obviously included letting go of a lot of fear of making other people feel uncomfortable. And sometimes this is this will be towards people that are close to you. And, it. This is your journey, and if you have that, if you're fearing that your growth will make someone uncomfortable, know that in the end you're doing a service. Because maybe it is that uncomfort that will make them realize that they can grow, and this will be an amazing gift for them. Maybe look back as to why you're here today and what started um, to build this curiosity on you, and it was probably the same. It was a moment. In which you felt uncomfortable, just like the one I shared at the beginning of this of this podcast. So I want to finish off by thanking um, not only myself but my family, my friends, of course, my husband, and absolutely my team. Today I have a team of four, and it is I feel so lucky and so blessed to have them. The company has a completely different structure. We view productivity differently. Everyone has Thursdays off, except me, but I have Fridays off. Um, and I see them traveling and growing and being able to also build side businesses if they want to, because they have the time. No one works full time in my company um, and just, you know, viewing leadership differently as well. This has been wonderful and special thanks also to my newest addition to the team, whom today has become basically my right hand within the team, just allowing yourself to be a better leader and allowing yourself to trust and delegate. It all comes down to, again, equilibrating those two types of energies. So if I could leave you with two things is trust your instinct, really trust your instinct. If you're here is because there is something telling you that you can do more. Um, And I guess the last thing that I want to add here is a big tool that helped me. And I'm just going to leave it at the end because if you want me to do another episode about this, Um, or hire even an expert to invite an expert, sorry, to come to the podcast, let me know, because a big tool has also been syncing everything with my menstrual cycle, whether it is working out or building my business. So if you're intrigued, let me know. But to finish off, not only by thanking everyone that I love and also you, because it is because of you that the podcast keeps on running and that everything keeps on running. I could not be here without you. And if you made it all the way through, you are a true one. Thank you so much. And I will see you next week.